What is up, everybody? This is the Quad with Chris Young. As always, I am Chris. We got Haley the Bear. Hi. Producer Josh. On a Sunday, here we are. <laughs> and Ryan from Miami. Tua and oh no. Oh no. Yeah. We're, we're, we'll, we'll get to that, buddy. I'm sorry. It's it's unfortunate. Um, Okay, so first and foremost, who won the poll? So the thing about that is, um, you know, I uh, you forgot to do the poll. We're just going to say Sean Connery won regardless. We're and just going to say it was Sean Connery. So for the record, there was a Twitter poll that got put out on the quad with CY Twitter handle, just for the record. So you going to let me that, be also be in charge of the Instagram yet or no? No, no. That poll overwhelmingly was Sean Connery as the winner. See, didn't even have the, to do it. Easy, yeah. easy peasy. Okay. Pierce Brosnan was number two though. <laughs> out of two. Out of, yeah, two out of two. Exactly. Um, all right, because we know Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Welcome to the rock. Oh, so good. Come on. Um, all right, Sean Connery wins the poll. And uh, let's do a quick fantasy update, mainly because whose butt am I kicking right now? It's Ryan. <laughs> You see that middle finger that's up in the, the screen that you can't really see? Hey, right, right this second, um, <laughs> you have no one left to play, and I'm beating you by 43 points. Let's just, yeah. if, before we bury the lead, let's talk yeah. about fantasy last week for Ryan, in which on this podcast yeah, yeah. I said, Oh no, I forgot about this. Yeah. <laughs> I said, Let's, well, let's, let's the just old, bury me all podcast There's long. no way. I was like, you know, I mean, the only way it would really happen for Ryan to lose would be if Mark Andrews just goes off and the Colts defense just goes negative. And uh, Ryan, what happened? What happened that game? Mark Andrews went off and the Colts defense went negative. And John Stone remains <laughs> undefeated. Undefeated. Shame. Is he winning this week, too? Yes. Oh, my God. He's oh going to win this week again. John Stone is going to win our week. league. John Stone <laughs> is going to win the league the first year he ever plays. And you know what? I, I will absolutely I applaud ever him. I ever helping him in the track. Can I, can I ask a question? Does he even update his lineup? I don't no. even think he updates his lineup. No. Like, I think it's the same lineup since week one, and he's still winning. I think by he a changed large the defense one week, which was my fault. I think that was the week he went against me, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. It's okay. Yeah, I am uh, getting my ass handed to me by Stacy because the Chargers can't play football this week. It's great. It's great. I love fantasy. This is so much fantasy fun. Fantasy football is fantastic. It's so fun. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I can still win if, let's see, if Najee Harris can give me 50 points tonight. <laughs> I don't think it's never know. Think hey, look, know. look, I spoke it into existence last week. I'm speaking it into Maybe existence this week. Again. 50 points, five touchdowns, 500 yards. That'd be more than 50 points. Math. Do stuff. you know what the most fantasy points in a game ever are, by the way? I don't. Ladanian you know? Tomlinson. False. Randy Moss. False. 
It's a quarterback, it right? You're hoping for 50 points, correct? It's a quarterback, right? The most the most fantasy points ever was Michael Vick with 49, yeah. 49 fantasy points. So 50 would be a tall task, but uh, not out of the realm of possibilities, I guess. Just never happened before. He still has three more. To, yeah, I'm not going to win. Okay. That's what we've learned. Oh, yeah. Actually, I have an update. That was a that was a false list. Oh, hang on. Oh, that was a oh, false no. list. The, the most fantasy points ever scored was a Chief. Oh, uh, Jamal Charles, five touchdowns. Yes. 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 59 points against Stop. the Oakland Raiders yes. back in the day yes. in 2013. Yes. The second most, the second most was also achieved. Tyreek Hill last year against the Bucks when he had 57. It is possible, my friend, you for know you to what? do this. You know what? This is the perfect segue. So uh, let's just go to music. Music. Ladies and gentlemen, a Raiders fan. Because <laughs> that is the best way to do that from that segue that we started a, on. A Raiders fan for music. Here we go. Yes. And an incredibly awesome friend of mine, Mr. Jason Fitz. What's up, buddy? Man, just living that. I'm glad I finally get to come on. Like, I'm so excited. I feel like I'm making it. Oh! And I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. The Cowboys just scored what a happened? touchdown. I'm sorry. The Cowboys oh, just scored a touchdown. That's what we were, we're looking talking for. To that's you. what we were looking for. Jason Fitz, you are good luck. You are. I want to I wanna hug you right now. Let's uh, go. Let's go, baby. So City Lamb. I mean, every time, like now, from now on, whenever the Cowboys go to overtime, you're just going to call me and we're going to have to do this because that I, this could be a thing. I, I have to call you from now on like that. That's the rule. <laughs> I think that's that is a hard and fast rule from now on is that we have to have Jason Fitz on the podcast if we're in overtime. Yeah, you're cool with this. right? That's it. I'm a, yeah, no, I think it's a strong rule. And, like, look, I'd, I'd love to tell the world that I'm not superstitious. Like, I'm just a little stitious. But, like, we also know that every time, like, I'd stood on a bus, I'd be sitting there watching the Raiders play. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'd move to a different seat. I'm like, I'm fine. And then the Raiders wouldn't play as well. And I'm like, I was just more comfortable. So I'm just going to go back over to that seat because it was more comfortable, not because of that. Yeah, so believe me, I'm all in for whatever works. Okay. I have I, never, I've never heard of the word little, like a little, little stitches. stitches. That's yeah. great. I love that. Yeah. I stole that from the office. Yeah, I'm, not gonna like I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I like that. Hey, look, here, here's my point. I am so happy to actually finally be able to talk to you on the podcast. I've been lucky enough to know Jason for quite a while now. Um, you're, you're one of the most talented musicians I know. And you're also a guy like it, literally behind his head right now, since this is an audio medium only mm. at this point, yeah. uh, you guys cannot see the platinum records hanging behind his head on the wall. Um, I, I just have to talk to you a little bit about music, man. Like what is the craziest thing that's ever happened to you on the road? I know that's like a go-to question, but I just want to know the craziest story and it can be cool. It can be weird. I don't care. I just want to hear like no, a cool no. road story that you feel comfortable telling. Of course. No, that there are many of them, but you know, so before most notably I toured with the band Perry before I toured with the band Perry, 
I toured with Easton Corbin for a little bit before that, Phil Vassar. Phil was like my first road gig. And, you know, I'd, I'd been around bands for you. I'd, I'd been signed and dropped more times. Like, but I learned about recoupable debt at a spot where, like, nobody, uh, nobody cared in the 90s, right? So, like, long journey to finally get to the spot where I was getting paid to actually play shows, right? So I was out on the road with Phil, and I'll never forget – we were playing Joe's on Wee Street. Everybody loves Joe's, right? And so we had back-to-back nights at Joe's, and, uh, and Phil's band leader, J-Dog, uh, called all of us one day as we were loading in, and J-Dog said, you know what, uh, if, if everybody's not drunk by the time we get to soundcheck, you're all fired. Now, that was, of course, a joke, but we decided to take it seriously. So we got so hammered by the time we got to soundcheck, we could legit barely stand up. And we're playing a show at Joe's that's packed. By the time we get to the show, we are done. And Phil looks over at one point, and he actually, like, I, I remember so vividly his lips saying, you guys are killing me right now, because we were just awful, like, so bad. And so we finished the show drunk, and the next morning we get, like, a text, and it's like, look, that cannot happen. Like, there, there's a line, and you've got to be professional. Like, we get the, the talking to you never want to get from the artist when you're in the band, right? So the next night, we are sober. I mean, we play Joe's so stinking sober the next night. And, like, a little stiff, because, you know, you realize you finally found the line with the boss, and you don't want to get canned, right? So I, I go up to the little balcony above Joe's after the show, and Ed Worm, who, you know, is a sort of a legend in that booking stuff, Ed walks up to me, and Ed's like, man, you guys were a lot better last night. Like, the band was better last night. So we learned that we were actually <laughs> yes. better when we couldn't stand up. We were so drunk. That, that, I was yes. thinking, that, that, second, that first night, I was drunk, and my buddy Gino in Milwaukee, and, every, you know, he owns Calderon Club, and, like, a big country music fan. Gino had come to that show, and he was making these little cannolis back, like, on the bus. And so, like, I, I, I mean – when Phil would go to play his, like when Phil would go to play his acoustic portion of the set, I just literally walked out, off, walked back off, off the stage, walked onto the bus, ate a bunch of cannoli. So I was like drunk and stuffed on Italian food desserts. That, that's an all timer for me. <laughs> all right. By the way, for those that don't know, that is an institution that you get to play. Joe's on Weed Street in Chicago. It's a rite of passage for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of my favorite places that I've ever gotten to play. And I mean that. Like, if I, if I had to make a top ten of, like, clubs that I've played, that it's it's there. It's right? Top, I mean, it, top it, it five, has to be. Top five drunkest nights of my life was Joseph Weed, for sure. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd say I, Jason Fitz probably agrees with that. <laughs> it was when, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think, mean, that, I think that's what, when you walk. Oh, no. No, I mean, she worked there, and she was, like, handing the oh, shots all night. Not there was a oh, girl. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, here he is. Josh Whoops. is telling on himself. Whoops. I mean. Wait, wait, wait. You mean, you mean Kelsey? Uh, yeah, Kelsey, um, she works now. She lives in Nashville. Correct. And she works for Old Dominion. She Correct. has for years. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, like, she was she was, pass, uh, she was passing out. The, uh, now we're telling hey, I blame her for <laughs> the amount we drank. Yeah. Um, I mean. Dude, it's it's just one of those places you love to get to play because it is so special. And uh, I'm so glad that was the story. I was like, I have no idea if he's going to have one he wants to tell or not. But, um, yeah. It, I'll tell you, oh, you didn't ask for it. I'll give you one more that's, like, sentimental, though. I'll give you one sentimental story because I don't want everyone to think that life's about, like, being, like, a rock star because most of us aren't, right? But I will say I was when, really even lucky. Even when people uh, think we are, by the way, even when people think we are, we're oh, not. Oh my god, yeah. we're not. 
Yeah, no, no, not at all. So I um I played uh, the ACM Awards years ago for McGraw, and he had just written this song called "If You're Reading This," and so it was the string quartet and his guitar player. So I was the first violinist in the string quartet. But what was cool about that is that nobody had heard the song. It had never been played live. And we actually had to do like a secret recording to give the ACMs because Tim didn't want anyone to know the song, didn't want to get to leak. Like they, they emptied the hall every time we rehearsed it. And we played it live on the ACMs for the first time it was ever played. And, you know, it was a very sentimental song about, you know, uh, people, that the, the soldiers that don't make it home. And what we didn't know is at the end of that song, he had a bunch of families that were on stage that had lost loved ones. And so like the screen came up and it was all there, dude, I was trying so hard to hold like these tears back. Right. But the funny part about the story is that before we started the song, I'd never played the ACM. So it was my first time playing it. It was a really big deal to me. So I was like sitting there with whatever I had, like my phone out. I'm trying to record like a little, like as the screen's coming up, trying to be clever. I totally hit the mic that was clipped to my fiddle as we were starting and the mic falls off and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm going to ruin this performance that we've been working on for a month because I was trying to take a stupid video that did not work, but luckily I didn't ruin it. And they ended up using that as the radio release of the song. So every time I heard that, I thought, man, not only am I playing on that, which is cool, but like that was such a fun and amazing heartwarming memory. So, you know, there's a nice memory for you. That's cool, man. I mean, Look, moments like that are so special, and you can't really plan for that, right? It, it's just one of those things that just happens. So yeah. uh, that's that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Before we go to sports with Jason, let's do a quick round of uh, what are you listening to? So, Haley, what you got? Going kind of old school. Look at me now. Chris Brown. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, look at me now. I'm getting paid. Oh, is that what it is? I've, I've got the words wrong. <laughs> what, Everybody's what, saying like know? a different part of the song. It's Lil Wayne. Can we agree that Busta Rhymes never says anything but says everything in the span of 10 seconds? Like He just reads the dictionary. Never says anything but says everything. In a span of 10 seconds. I like it. I like it. Are you a songwriter? Poetic. I'm a writer. Ryan, what do you got? Why are uh, you laughing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just laughing. Things are making me laugh today. Okay. My cat's running around. There's things happening in my apartment. Bentley's running everywhere. Bentley's running <laughs> everywhere. It's it's a day. It's a day. Just so many. Um. All right. So I got a little bit of, I guess, an oldie, but not really an oldie. Hell of a View from Eric Church. Ooh. So listen to two. Yeah, that's I not got, old. I, that's not old. I'm going to I'm going to church on a Sunday with hell of a view. Very nice. <laughs> I just want to make like a uh, yeah, mas- just, a master cut of all of his yes, dad jokes for like the whole year. Dad jokes. I think that's a good idea. We should definitely do a master <laughs> cut of Ryan's dad jokes. I love this idea. It's a really good reel for you. All right, Josh, what do you got? Because it is the season. And this song always seems to kind of pop up around this time of the year. A little bit of Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell, which I thought was Michael Jackson for the longest time. The longest time. But it was actually Rockwell. Um, You're sort of right. Am I? You are. How so? Um, That is a Michael Jackson feature. 
Are we sure? Mm-hmm. We're sure that he wasn't. He didn't just sound a lot mm-hmm. like him. Wait, what? Rockwell's My debut mom. single release features guest vocals by brothers Michael Jackson and Jermaine Jackson in the chorus. So that's why the whole time, because I thought that same damn thing. Like for my years, entire life, I thought it was a Michael Jackson song, and then, and then I saw the name. Like it was Rockwell, and I was like, "Well, I was wrong." But it it is them singing the chorus. This is, but this is like the trivia question that gets you wrong. That gets you get it wrong every single. You year. get it wrong yeah, because okay. it's not rock. It, it doesn't say Rockwell with Rockwell featuring, but it is. But it is Michael Jackson and Jermaine Jackson. I feel vindicated. Um. Yep. And also wrong. So here we are. And he wrote it. So that's. Mm. That's why. Hmm. Must be nice to be Rockwell, right? And produced it. <laughs> he wrote it and produced it and sang it. And then had he's like, oh, what do I do with this chorus? I'll just have Michael Jackson sing it. Man. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm doing this all wrong. Yeah. Do you want to start singing choruses I for song? I guess. Hell, I think I'm doing it wrong. What? <laughs> okay. We got we to gotta work on this. All right. Um, I, I'm sorry for anyone that is like, oh, I hate this so much. But I don't care. Where the country girls at? Trace Adkins, really? Luke Bryan, and Pitbull. I've got to. I have to, guys. It is Mr. Three O Five. It is the perfect amount of cheese to me. Hey Ryan, real quick question about Miami. <laughs> Between Pitbull, Mr. Three O Five, and Dwayne Wade, Darling. D Wade County. Who is actually the one that runs stuff down there? Neither of the two. Oh. Do, do you want to know who runs stuff in the county of Dade? Yes. Dwayne Johnson runs stuff down there. The Rock, baby. The Rock is the mayor of Miami. The soul of the city of Liberty City. Stop. Wow. Just stop. Part, party where the city... Dwayne Can you smell... By the way, the rock. I, I think you guys are. I think you guys are sleeping on something. And someone, Will Smith. Yeah, <laughs> he's the only one that has party song in the called, city. I'd party in the city when the heat is on. I, don't, I get, mean, don't get sued. 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 Welcome to Miami, I'm just saying, guys. Bienvenido. All right, so sports. Sports. Jason Fitz, (laughs) I need you to tell me, is your team for real? Um, Okay, so for real, is there really, like, so I, I came into the year saying I thought the Raiders were a wild card team. I still think they're a wild card team. Today was a real sort of uh, line, you know, the, the Raiders playing without John Gruden, uh, you know, and, and let me say loudly for anyone that doesn't know, I, I will say as somebody that is considers myself an incredible advocate and ally for LGBTQ rights and for anybody that's been suppressed, I, I genuinely believe that if you are the type of person that John Gruden appears to be in those emails, I don't want you on the sideline of my favorite football team. I don't care if the Raiders don't win another game for the next five years. If that's who he is, I don't want anything to do with it. That being said, I had no idea what to expect today. And what I think you saw from the Raiders coming out winning is that they have enough guys in the locker room that believe in each other, that 
you can survive the chaos. And I don't think, you know, I know you relate a lot of things, sports and music, and so do I. I don't think it's that different than any time you've been in a band or been on the road and you know that something's gone wrong, whether it's like there's a management change or whether the label changes or whether a single doesn't get the legs you want. Like at some point, you got to look at the people that are around you on that bus and say, hey, we still got to go play a show, right? Like, and so I didn't know what to expect from this Raiders locker room for a lot of young players, but they come together and play a game. And so the fact that they played well, I would say they are legitimately a fringe playoff team. Are they for real like the Bills? No, they're in a much different category than the Bills. Are they even for real like the Cowboys? Not just because I'm talking to you. No, I think they're in a much different category than the Cowboys. But I do think that they're a playoff team, which after the last 20 years, I'll take gladly. <laughs> <laughs> after the last 20 years. Um, I, I do agree with you. And I, I think that when you have – an emotional moment and something that everybody kind of has to turn and look at each other in the locker room, whether it's, it's something much less important, obviously than, than what's gone on in the past week, week and a half with the Raiders. Um, you know, I, I do think that that can be a moment where your team can trip up and they can decide Hey, we, there's there's other things going on. We're kind of distracted. You you really see what a team's made of, and and obviously you never want anything to be that kind of moment for a team. Um, I, I I don't know even know what to relate that to because dealing with your head coach being gone because of all of these emails that have come out that are so bad, <laughs> so bad. Um, and, and like you said, yeah, I think you said that very eloquently. If that's who that person is, you don't want them associated with the team, right? Um, but for the team to come out and stand up and, and really kind of pull together after that, I think is an incredibly telling thing, not only about who they are uh, as a franchise, but who they can be going forward. And I know that's your team. I know it sounds like now I'm patting you on the back because you said something great about the Cowboys, but uh, dude, the the Broncos have a fantastic defense. Like it, it, even if you take away what they can do on offense, that's a really good team, and they went out and and dropped 34 on them. So very very cool to be able to see that from your team. It makes the uh, the AFC yeah. West very very exciting right now. Very exciting. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Josh is a huge, huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. <laughs> Lifelong Chiefs fan. I would also like the to Chiefs, say Chiefs, I've never heard of them. I, I, they're, they're friends. I've never heard of them. Yeah, yep. friends, never, who knew? I've never heard of the Chiefs. <laughs> Thank you guys for finally covering uh, today, by the way. A rare, a rare sports betting <laughs> cover for the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, and, and here's the thing, like, I, why is it every year I do really well when I'm thinking about betting, and then when I actually start betting, all of a sudden everything goes absolutely astray. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I want to know who in the bet, like, which betting god I made mad in the previous life because it's alarming how good I am until, uh, until all of a sudden my actual cash is on the line. Good god. So, I'm really and, good at losing bets, by the way. Losing bets yeah. is something I'm exceptional at. I, I will say no. this. I saw one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. Um, and by the way, Fitz, just as a heads up, like Ryan's a Miami Dolphins fan. Right. Thank you. Josh, Thank you. <laughs> Josh is a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. Haley is a Bears fan. 
one of our friends um, randomly decided to start betting. Had a hundred dollar wager for free, right? Free. It was free. free. It was a free bet. It was his first time when you ever. First sign up for DraftKings, you get a hundred dollar free bet. No. Uh, so he took fans, fans of the show, by the way, DraftKings fans of the show. So. <laughs> he took that hundred dollars. Um, he bet a five pick parlay, all underdogs, including LSU money line, Auburn money line, Oklahoma State money line, and the Braves money line. He hit all of them. The last one he was waiting on was the Braves bet, um, which obviously it was it was two two in the ninth, and then the Braves pulled it out by a walk off. So he made fourteen thousand dollars. <laughs> well, I mean, what is this? That's just unreal. Like that's the level of I think I'm going to do that every time, and then it never happens. <laughs> Good God! Good it's, God! It's insanity! It's insanity! Um. Dude, seriously, uh, I know we're going to talk more about sports, but I, I don't want to keep you because I know you have uh, obviously a lot of stuff going on tonight. Dude, I love you. I really appreciate you uh, jumping on with us and uh, being a part of the podcast this week, and we'll have to do this again soon. Uh, look, I would always be a part of this podcast because, A, I love you, and, B, I love this podcast. So, uh, by the way, uh, Haley, I've never heard of Khalil Mack, and uh, I – just want to make sure that we also know that. And uh, the, 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 I don't Wait, think what? I have beef with the Dolphins, right? But give me time. Yeah, Khalil Mack. I've never heard of him. I don't know who he is. He's, he's dead to me. He's been dead to me for a very Did long I time. Like it's, I've never heard the name. Yeah, that, uh, Khalil Mack. Do, do you know what team he was on? Do you, you know where he was before? Oh, before the, yeah, there it is. There it is. Never heard him. Hey, it's never fine. Heard him. Now and, they've somehow combined the amalgam of your team and also uh, the – Chargers and become Khalil Herbert as their running back. I, I, I don't uh, know yeah. what's going on there. It's it's, it's, it's the Bears. It's too much. It's the Bears. It's too There's much. a lot it's, going on. That's why I drink. They hey, thanks for having doing. me. I, 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 pre- I appreciate you, brother. And by the way, Chris, don't gloat when you end up with the best team by the end of the year on this. Out of all of us, you're going to have the best season. Don't gloat. Just be careful. Cowboys gentle. did win, by the way. I, yeah, they did. I know. The, you, yeah. you missed that. You missed that earlier. <laughs> missed the live element. You, you, you missed, missed the, uh, the the see you later. We as in cut that out. But, dude, seriously, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're the best, guys. Have a great one. Love you, dude. See you, Jason. So now that we have talked with Jason Fitz, uh, <laughs> About the Raiders, let's go ahead and um, I, I know I already said it. It's just nice when in real time we're recording something, I get to be like, yep, Cowboys won again. And they did. And over time. Way to go, Dak. Your team looks great. <laughs> Do you want to talk about your team? No, we can talk about your team for a little bit more. You want to talk about- <laughs> we can talk about your team. Haley, do you want to talk about your team? No. You don't want to talk about... I do, I do want to say something about the Chiefs. Okay. Let's go to the Chiefs next then. Here's the thing. Which, by the way, they covered. They covered. We're happy for that. Um, I know. I said it. <laughs> it, uh, I'm not panicked, but I am panicked. Here's the thing. Patrick Mahomes. You're worried just, about Patrick. You are worried about Pat, Patrick. Patrick yes. Mahomes. Give it to me. Come on. So there, there's, Come on. There's two parts to this. Patrick Mahomes. First off, through 
the worst interception I've ever seen in my entire life, and that includes me playing peewee he football. Is, he and has thrown more interceptions uh, this year than the last two years. Correct. I, sh- I, I will raise you a two-a-pick in London. I will raise you a two-a-pick in London. But anyway, continue. I don't know. This was this was pretty bad, especially for Patrick yeah, level just stuff. For, for his ability level. Comma. That's also the pass that for some reason we would have ran caught and ran in for a touchdown two seasons ago. And that's the, that's the piece that's missing somewhere in here. Like, I don't know. I don't know if he's trying too hard to make magic happen and it no longer can happen like that because it's no longer out of nowhere. Or if that was just a magical season a couple of years ago and we just have to like, feast or famine like it's incredible plays or it's not i don't know i don't know i'm freaked out a little bit i look i've been telling you this whole time something looks off i don't know what it is i don't know if it's that situation of this year's just different all of the expectations from the past two years have drifted into this one and this is more what the team actually is. I don't believe that. I don't, I don't know if it's that. I, there might be a piece of this that is, you know, the Chiefs have been circled as the team to beat, much like the Warriors in basketball or any team LeBron's on. Like So teams give it a little bit more than they would normally. Everyone plays to win, obviously. You play to win the game. But I do feel like the bullseye's on the Chiefs a lot. And I think Mahomes, I think Mahomes feels like he can be Superman with the football at times. And it obviously comes back to bite him. Like in that first half, he was trying to do too much. But then in the second half, when he actually took what the defense was giving him, maneuvered out of the pocket, got to escape the pressure and actually had an opportunity to survey the field and didn't feel like he had to force the football to Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey. He was what we've come to know of him as Patrick Mahomes. He calmed down. And that second half was what the Chiefs should be in every game. That's how good that offense is. But he's pressing too much in the first half of games. He he has the skill to make ridiculous plays. And this is why I sent in the group chat. It's very Favre adjacent. Like this is mm-hmm. Brett Favre. You would watch nail a pass in a window smaller than the football is. And he would somehow make it happen. And then he would also throw one of the most terrible picks into triple coverage you've ever seen in your entire life. And I think that that's, by the way, just as a reminder, lest we forget, I was watching that game when he was playing for the Vikings, where Adrian Peterson basically screwed him out of being a multiple time Super Bowl champion with different teams. Yeah. I, I really do believe that. He, he had an awesome year that year, but. That's what we've come to expect from Brett Favre. It's feast or famine. There's things that you make you go, whoa. All right, so is that Patrick Mahomes? I don't know. If he can settle down, if he can become the confident and cool and collected person that like we see Tom Brady is, that we see Aaron Rodgers is, they just watch. They just watch the field and go, okay, I can make this one. And they just keep seven yards, three yards, seven yards. I guess here's here's my other thing, too. I've seen Aaron Rodgers have a bad game and then come back and play like Aaron Rodgers. This year, I've now one time seen Patrick Mahomes settle down. Nope. And it scares the hell out of me for you. 
it's going to be an interesting year. They also could get it together. I don't know. I don't know what to think. All right. Our defense is trash. That's it. Let's, let's, well, you know, let's talk bears. Come on. Shocker. We suck. <laughs> what do you want to hear besides, uh, uh, we can't come plays. We don't have an O line. Uh, I'm not surprised that Justin Fields doesn't want to throw the ball because he's too scared. Because we have people like Matt Nagy coaching him. And but didn't you say that you wanted Fields in there so that he could get tough and get reps? No. Yeah. Absolutely. But now you don't like what you see. No. Oh Lord. Um. Uh... Again, our team can't <laughs> coach. Anybody, anybody. We don't have an O line. They don't give him a chance to do anything. He's he almost threw two interceptions. He threw one for sure, but two. Well, for one, also the refs won the Packers this game without a doubt. One hundred percent won this game for them without a doubt. They definitely had Packers money line for sure. (laughs) Did you even watch the game, Ryan? Oh, I saw Justin Fields get concussed and absolutely knocked out and then somehow play the rest of the game. I don't think he knows where he is currently, actually. Exactly. I don't know. I, honestly, I'm at a loss. I can't say anything else. I'm at a loss for words. You so. got discount double-checked. I, but well, first, Please first don't. of all. Please don't. I did, I did see Aaron Rodgers do the discount double-check. We haven't Aaron seen it in a Rogers while. I haven't seen it in a long time. Quarterback that I have ever seen in my entire life, would, and that's would coming you root, from me. Would you be so he'll... happy to have him though? No, I I respect <laughs> him as a quarterback. How long have I been saying that I actually respect him as a quarterback? But he literally does not give two flying f's because he knows he's not going to be on the Packers next year. So he is just throwing whatever the hell he can out there, and he just walked into the, throwing. A belt. Throwing I a like belt. Like she's he not was wrong. The king All of us of are sitting game. in this room nodding right now. But here's the thing: I like this Aaron Rodgers. I like the give no bleeps Aaron Rodgers. Like yeah, that's the guy he, I want quarterback in my football team. Until the day he leaves the team and fails. Um. By the way, before we move on to uh, the <laughs> Dolphins, I do want to point out that in the third and fourth quarter, the defense that you were pooping on so heavily, Josh, gave up no points. Against the Washington the professional team. team. Yeah, yes. we're, we're yeah, not. I, I we're, this is not a. I know. That is a moral victory. Thank you. Um, it's like beating, uh, the, beating the Dolphins, you know. And let's go to uh, Ryan. That was bleeped up. That was bleeped up. Let's go ahead and talk about that game. I mean, what do you want? I got to wake up a little breakfast football, a breakfast ball, you know, got to watch Tua on the opening drive, eight of 10 attempts, game opening score. Dolphins are back, baby. Tua's here. Everything's fixed. Screw this football team. Forget them. Five straight wins, five straight losses. I wish they had five straight wins. They have five straight losses. This team. I was like, wait a minute. Jalen Waddle, they finally got him involved in the offense and did a good job. Why are you laughing at me? I know I'm laughing at Josh because I just heard him crunching on some candy because it's <laughs> Halloween. Spooky season, guys. Here Spooky we are. Spooky season. Yes. We have some, some I starlight did. mix. So J- Jalen Waddle, what? Jalen Waddle, they're finally getting him involved in the offense the way they should and throwing to him down the field and not just six, seven bubble screens a game to get him the football. But Miami didn't run the football. Like Jacksonville had one of the worst run defenses in the entire league. Tua attempted 47 passes, the third most in his career. And when Tua's attempting... 
nearly 50 passes, you're not going to win that game. Both, By the way, both of these coaches wanted to lose this game because Urban Meyer went for it in his own red zone on fourth down, should have kicked the field goal, didn't. Dude, Miami almost had an opportunity to that game. What the hell was going on there? That's such and a then bad the, call. It's terrible. And then the Dolphins literally on fourth down in Jacksonville territory decide to go on fourth and one and hand it off to, have you guys ever heard of Malcolm Brown? I didn't even know he played for my football team and he ran that on that fourth and one. Again, and I've yet, never heard of Khalil Herbert before today either. So, so I mean, why not put the ball in the hands of your quarterback? Give him a one-yard sneak to get that one yard to extend that drive or punt it and settle for overtime. Instead, they screwed themselves. But my favorite part of this whole game, though, is a former UCF kicker, our all-time leading scorer, hit the game-tying and game-winning field goal to absolutely shatter my heart. Um yeah, terrible. Oh, by the way, good for Jacksonville. 19 game losing streak finally over. Screw you guys. <laughs> I love that. I loved every single second of what you yeah, just did. That was I awesome. I did too. Um, by the way, Florida this Florida is a cool crime. stat. Matthew Wright is the first kicker in NFL history to hit multiple 50 yard field goals in the last four minutes of a fourth quarter in a single game. That's pretty crazy. That's cool. And it crushed your soul. Florida um, man. Florida man. <laughs> so what are you, what are you going to do from here? He's not thrilled. He's not thrilled with us. Um, Ryan, what, what are you going to do from here? Speaking of Florida, uh, how about Florida falling to LSU? Not surprised. Let's be honest. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> Let's be, we don't have what it takes this year. They are constantly talking about both our quarterbacks, but only playing one and – they just really don't know. At least we didn't throw a shoe this year and lose to LSU. Lest so. you guys think I'm forgetting. Uh, Texas also somehow finds a way to lose to Oklahoma State. That, that you kind of knew that was going to happen, though. Team? What Did the you see that line? Wrong with Sarkeesian? That was that. We kind of uh, had a feeling that was going to happen, man. That line was way too close no, after beating Oklahoma. No, dude. I just, I just I'm. I'm disappointed. Bring, um, bring Vince Young back. <laughs> he might be better. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Does I don't Kevin, know. I don't know. Does Kevin Durant have any more um, years can, left? Can, can he just come back and play football? Kentucky covered the line against Georgia. Obviously, Georgia won. But I don't know what that, that, that – the fix was in at the end of that game. There's no reason for them to go for that touchdown with seven seconds left, and they sure as hell did. Yep. Um, I can't wait for the 30, 30 for 30 yeah, on right. that one years and, from now. And also, uh, UCF absolutely demolished by Cincy. Yeah, we're missing 11 starters, including our Heisman Trophy uh, winning candidate quarterback. So, yeah, I uh, we I expected that, and I was there front row at Nippert Stadium watching us get harassed. By the way, I do have to say, Cincinnati has some of the nicest fans. I mean, we're getting our ass kicked and they're so sweet and nice and like thanking you for going there. Thank you, Cincinnati fans, for being classy. Number two in the country now in the AP poll. Go crash the playoff. Go win this national championship and do and finish what UCF started. Go get it, boys. Did UCF really start it? What does that have to do with UCF? What did they do? UCF started this. They didn't get an opportunity to be in the playoff because after they went undefeated, they started that year 21st, had no shot, no shot. And then this year, Cincinnati, who lost their bowl game, by the way, to Georgia, started 10th. They were ranked 10th in the preseason poll. Georgia lost to Texas in a bowl game two years ago. 
Georgia's still the number one team in the country this year. Correct, correct, understood. But UCF beat Auburn, who beat Alabama that year, who won the national championship. So I'm still bitter. It doesn't matter. Go finish it off, boys. Although I do think they get shut out of the playoff, which is going to be a shame because <laughs> Alabama and Georgia are getting Wait, it. what? I think they're going to get shut out of the playoff. I How? think Alabama and Georgia. Think okay, so Alabama is going to beat Alabama is going to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. You'll have both teams with one loss, which would mean both of those teams are going to get in because you're going to have two one-loss SEC teams in there. You're going to have a Big Ten team in there. There's actually multiple Big Ten teams that have an opportunity to get into that that uh, playoff. So I, even if they win out, Cincinnati doesn't have another good team on their schedule. And that Indiana win doesn't look as good now because Indiana is not very good. And Notre Dame's not good either. So what is their best? Their best win is the ninth-ranked team in the country, which was Notre Dame, who Hasn't really I, played anyone tough this year? I, I think you're completely wrong. There's no way, no way, unless they lose a game, Cincinnati gets locked out of the playoff, period. Because, you have again, Georgia. Look, here's, here's the deal. If Alabama does not beat Georgia, there has never been a two-loss team. They would make an exception. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm telling I'm, you they I'm, would. I'm, I'm telling, telling you they you would. Guys, if Alabama loses to Georgia and they're a two-loss team and there's not like multiple two-loss teams that hanging around there, they do not get in. They will not be in the top four if they are a two-loss team. I'm calling it right now. I will put 100 bucks on it. I just, <laughs> I just It's not going to happen. Here's the thing, though. Now, you have Georgia if they who's, who's beat 7-0. Georgia, then the same thing that we've seen happen a lot of years in the SEC will happen. The top two SEC teams both end up in the playoff. Both teams, will, Georgia and Alabama, will both end up in the playoff. I'm telling you that right now. That, that is how this is Oklahoma going to go. Loses. I don't think I so think either. So those be, are your three teams. So now you have one spot left. And keep in mind, unless Ohio State and Alabama. Time out. Time out. Unless something weird happens. This ends up being Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma, and Cincy. Ohio State and Michigan still have to play. I'm telling you, if Michigan beats Ohio State and is still undefeated, they're going to hop ahead of Cincy and get into that top four for the playoff. Where does That's going to happen. Where does A&M fall in this? Do they have two losses already? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're out. They're out. They're out. And by the way, I, I'm telling you right now, Rye, I get what you're saying, but the Big Ten has already proven how great they are by Iowa going down to Purdue. You see those Boilermakers, though? Oh, man, dude. It's Jeff Brom's got them going, you know? It's it's not going to happen. Anyway, I let, let's just go to movies. Movies. The Last Duel. Rated R. Much darker than I thought it was. Yeah, that was that was, uh, that was I, this quite was the heel a turn. Much much heavier film than I expected. What did you think it was going to be? I mean, I thought it would be like kind of art house style. I, I knew it was going to be heavy because you can tell that by the the trailer. Yeah, I I didn't know it was going to be quite this. It wasn't anything I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it, it was very, very heavy. Obviously, very heavy things that are being dealt with in the film. Um, two hours and 33 minutes, drama, historical drama. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but this movie is pretty much like 70, 75% based on a true story. I did not know that. Um, 
86% on Rotten Tomatoes, 84% uh, of Google users like this movie. So weird because it's always one of those type of films where this overlaps, right? Where those numbers are that close. Yep. But basically, um, Ridley Scott directed this film, release date October 15th, 2021. Um, I'm going to totally butcher this first name. French name. Well, <laughs> go ahead. Come on. I, I want to hear this. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. Jean Hello. Hello. Is it Hard, Hard G? I don't remember. Harog is a respected knight known for his bravery and skill on the battlefield. Jacques Legree is a squire whose intelligence and eloquence makes him one of the most admired nobles in the court. When Legree viciously assaults his wife, she steps forward to accuse her attacker, an act of bravery and defiance that puts her life in jeopardy. The ensuing trial by combat, a grueling duel to the death, places the fate of all three in God's hands. That is not how I would describe this film. <laughs> no, not at all. Not so at all. it's it's like multiple acts, right? You you kind of see the whole movie through everyone's perspective. Time for some spoilers. So about that. I had no idea. Haley had no idea that that's what was going on and she thought that the <laughs> the assault on his wife happened twice. I did not read the subtitles. <laughs> As it was going through chapter one, chapter two. She, I thought they were just describing I, the chapters. Oh, no. She, uh, she, we, we so, were, by the way, this not, movie must have been very funny. confusing this for you. This is not a funny moment. No, no, no. no we're, not, we're not at the assault, but at the interpretation of what was going on. Um, oh. We're leaving. Haley's like, well, I mean, why is it all about this? Why did, why did it have to happen to her twice? And I was like... Uh, it didn't. Uh, it didn't. Twice. I didn't read the subtitle. I just thought they were announcing chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. So I didn't read the bottom half of those yeah. moments. A very important piece of this. <laughs> very, also, very important. Also, I didn't put my glasses on until halfway through the movie. <laughs> Would also help. Um, just so we're clear before we get any farther. Time for some I mean, this movie's only been out for a couple days, so we are... We're we, spoiling we are, the hell out yeah, of this. So yeah. if you like are going to go see this and you don't want to know what's going on, this is the time and to which, leave. Which, which quick quick round. Did you like this movie? I apparently was confused. So Did you like this movie? I liked this movie. <laughs> Did you like this movie, Rai? I thought it was too complex and there was too much of like an undercurrent of Me Too movement. No, I did not like this movie. What movement? Okay, we'll get to that. That's fine. Yeah, no, I, I, I just think about I, it. Think I, about I like, it. This, I movie this movie was nothing what I thought it was going to be, but I'm not saying I disliked it. I wish I understood it better. I obviously they have to have a build up for the end of the film, which is really the duel. The actual action sequence of the duel happens at the very very tail end. It happens in the exact first scene of the movie, and then they cut. You don't see anything, right? And then you and see then, the actual payoff at the very end, and then right. the rest of the movie is a bunch of hard cut flashbacks and flash forwards of everyone's perspective of everyone's perspective of what's going on. Did not realize that, and that is what makes, to me, the like film nerd who like likes weird stuff like this. The perspective shifts 
are sort of everything to me because that's really, really, really interesting because to me, this is a movie about ego and recognition and how you recognize how someone else feels. Correct. And that, that was my read on this movie. Um, with Matt Damon's character, always looking to everyone else. Wait, like he was great. Which one was Matt Damon? Are you serious? Yeah. Are you being serious, Are you serious? right now? Matt no, Damon I, was in the movie. He was the husband of the wife yes. that got assaulted. No with way. The That's mullet, Matt Damon. With the mullet? That's that Matt does Damon. not look like him. <laughs> I'm going to blow your mind a second, a little bit. You remember the blonde guy? The blonde? Yeah. You know that was Ben Affleck, right? What? <laughs> you know they wrote this movie, right? No. It's the oh, first yeah. movie they've written yeah. together since Good Will Hunting. Hunting. Yes. And that was not Matt Damon. I promise you it was. A thousand percent was. They look yeah, they're, too they're much the like people that I personally know, so that's all I saw. You, you really did not oh. wear glasses, apparently. That's fine. I really did not <laughs> know that was them. Holy cow. Um, yeah, I loved... <laughs> I have to go back and look at their pictures. I can't. Google it right now, Bear. Google it right I now because you will see the resemblance. It's literally there blowing go. my there, mind. There you go. Okay, well, there, that's ben their Affleck pictures, but I need to look There's at that. There's a lot of close-ups of his face. Yeah. I don't know what, how did you? I just saw the scar on his cheek. That's all I would focus on. <laughs> and his mullet. You got two, yeah. I, I mean, by the way, so there, there is an article about this where people were like making fun of the haircuts for this film. They're actually historically accurate. They are. That's why they did that. It's not, they weren't like, let's get a mullet. Let's go <laughs> was, to East Nashville and grab yeah, someone really I was quick. Like, yeah. it, they, they actually did this for Say a reason. Say what you want. That looks nothing like Matt Damon. Are you kidding me right and now? 100% is Matt that Damon. That is Matt it's Damon. It's a very, it's a very puffy Matt Damon. That does not look like Matt Damon. It's Are a, you it's a Matt Damon. Me? We it's will a Matt Damon this. who's had a we will post who's had a few like, screenshot that photo. We will post it. And be like, do you think this is Matt? Damon? <laughs> no, we'll just say who is this, and we'll see what the responses <laughs> so, oh, are. Perfect, that even is better. Not Matt Damon. Are you kidding me? Do you see yes. that? Yes. That is a straight not Matt Damon. Are you? Have you? I don't. Quick question: Do you know what Matt Damon looks like? I do. That is not That's him. Matt Damon. That's that Matt Damon. Not, hold up. Who was the other oh, guy? Lord. Anyway, I, well, oh, Can by we, the way, the other guy that you're talking about is Adam Driver. Adam Driver's in it. Ben Affleck is in it. Ben that Aff is not Ben Affleck. Yes, it is. Affleck. And there's not. There's and there's no T in his name. Affleck. There's no. There's no Affleck duck after Ben Affleck's name. But Affleck. that is not Ben Affleck. Do you no, see that? No. You know who that is? Who? Ben Affleck. Affleck. <laughs> Looks a lot like Ben Affleck to no, me. No, it does ben not. Affleck. That guy is dating J-Lo. Yes. No. Oh, my God. Anyway. By the way, did you, guys, did you guys see how badly this bombed at theaters, by the way? So this film oh, great. was... I picked the worst one we could go watch. Great. This, this, this film cost north of $100 million to make. It grossed $4.8 in the opening weekend, which is a major and epic fail for what they were hoping for with the debut of this movie. Okay. First now, of all, now it could, it could catch up in weeks to come, but I'm just saying I, that was can not I make a, a abrupt opinion about this after everything. We've that was not Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> after all we've go ahead. Go ahead. Do you really want me to go ahead? Yes. yes. After everything we've been through, a medieval times movie is not the first movie everyone's going to jump to. 
honestly. Although I will say, while I was sitting there watching that movie, I looked at Josh and I was like, I really want to go to Medieval Times. And then I got a I got a Snapchat from my friend who was at Medieval Times, and I was like, oh, I want to go to Medieval Times. Okay. Anyways, move, I'm, I'm first of all, how are how are wait, you no, pronouncing no, no, this? Time out, time out. Wait a minute. I, I'm about to say something really dumb, and you guys are gonna laugh at me. What is Medieval Times? <gasps> is oh my god! Are you serious? Really? All right, time out. Really? I know what Medieval Times is. No, no. By the period of time. No. I, d- I don't. It is I a don't. no. Who wants to, who wants to talk Can about I it? Can I talk about it, please? please go ahead, go. Bear. Go sure. ahead. Please go. Okay. So you have is- said like less this episode of this podcast than you've ever said. So please. All right. Gladly. So it is a dinner show and you go and they. All right. Tell me. Never mind. I know what this is. You're talking about where they do like the joust and everything. And you have to eat with your hands. And you just yeah. eat every. Yeah. It's called Medieval Times. Yes. That's what it's called. Yes. yes. I'm, a, I'm an idiot. I'm and sorry. you pick a color. Each team has Guys, a color. You know, yeah. I'm so, I, apologize. I was picked as the woman to fight for when I was young. <laughs> he gave so that's me, why you she like been chasing that high like, ever since. Yes. They picked me. <laughs> he gave me his flag and their chicken is really good. And you eat soup and it's just delicious. You eat soup. You eat soup. Okay. It's all been downhill from there. All right. All right. right. But before we go any further, um, I, I thought this movie was very artistic. I think it's Ridley Scott trying to be different. It's, it's a Ridley Scott. He is different though. He is is different. It is him, but it's also very different. Again, nothing what I thought the entire movie was going to be about. I did not realize that it was going to be what it was. Did you? I, from I the did. trailer? I, I really? did from both the trailer and then a podcast with Matt Damon talking about the movie. Well, okay. That's not fair. Sure. So you, you got to listen to someone talk about it. I got to listen to Matt Damon, who's in the movie, by the way. Uh, <laughs> with Ben Affleck. With Ben Affleck. Um, she's looking at the photo again. <laughs> she's very mad. It does not look like him. So it... For for the people listening at home, um, if you are a fan of the movies Braveheart or Gladiator, it's going to have that sort of no, 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 no tone and pacing. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, no, absolutely not. Do not listen to Josh. This is the first time I've disagreed with Josh about movies. All right, that it, this does not have the pacing of Braveheart. Stop it. Braveheart is three hours long. It has the pacing of Braveheart. No, it it might be that long. This is not, no. This has the play, the pacing of Gladiator. Also, a Ridley Scott movie. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, this, I might give you that one. All right. Um, I really liked the perspective shifts. So again, as we said, there's different chapters of this, and it, you are seeing these events through everyone's different eyes. So when it is seen through. Adam Driver's character, because I'm not going to butcher these French names <laughs> over and over. I had no idea that it. what was happening. Yeah. All right. What? How do you pronounce his name? Adam Driver's? No, Adam Driver's. No, no, no. No, no. Agree, I, right? want, I want Bear to pronounce the name. Bear, how do you pronounce his name? I don't know. What does it look like? <laughs> <laughs> There's a sentence. That's, yeah. You get, you get to see... Like, do you remember the movie Vantage Point? Yes. So, the, Vantage Point was a movie one event and you saw it through the eyes of like five or six different characters. And so you get little bits and pieces of the context 
through everyone else's eyes. And I feel like this movie did that really well, especially during the very unfortunate, very uncomfortable scene with Adam Driver and I forget her name off the top of my head. Jodie Cormer. Yep. Comer. Thank you. Um, yeah. His perspective. It was a lot. It was a lot. It and his lot. perspective was so drastically different than when it is retold through her perspective. It's all the same events, but it is drastically about as far away from each other as possible. And that's what I really loved about this movie. I thought they did an excellent job in nuance in that. No one else. No one else. That's it. This, just, this was this this movie was Ridley Scott to a T because he likes his protagonists to be strong, dominant females, and obviously Jody was in this movie. I just I I like I do agree with you, Josh. I did like the different perspectives because that made this movie unique in that sense. But there's just a lot here that made me kind of uncomfortable in these conversations, especially with where we are and with Jody's character and with, you know, obviously the accusations of rape and then her talking about it publicly. And then there not being a belief of what she's saying. Like there was a lot here for me that I just, I don't very, know. It was very heavy. If, it was very, heavy. it was very heavy. It was very heavy. And I don't, I think the way they intended it to come off is not how it is being perceived. If that, if that makes any sense. Like, I think they intended this, to be pushed in a certain direction and the narrative is now taking it in another direction because of the storyline. And I, and I don't think that's what Ridley Scott perceived in this book or, or, you know, Matt Damon. And uh, I mean, I, again, I, I do fall back on ben Affleck. that. This was loosely historically based. Yeah. And well, this is right? a true. This, this is a true story based off a true story, like a 600 again, year a, historical based, drama from 1386 based on, based on like you, you have to say that you can't yep. say that like all of this is a hundred percent historically accurate, but um, it, it's a very tough thing to talk about. And, and especially like you're saying through the lens of some of the things people have had to deal with ever, much less right now that it, it is a very, very dark story. Yeah. Um, I think one of the like more pivotal scenes is she wants to accuse Adam driver and she mm -hmm. can't do it without uh, mm -hmm. Matt Damon's blessing and backing. Right. And that's such a subtle, but like very important context of both that time. And then also what still happens yeah. today in a lot of different ways. A thousand percent. Did thousand you, percent. did you view her character? Because from the different perspectives, I feel like her character was different in each chapter. Did you guys get that same sense? When, when each of those different chapters were there that her character kind of changed and shifted because I got that sense watching this movie. Well, I think the point of what he did by showing everyone else's lens on things was to show how each character viewed the same events differently. And viewed her differently. Right. So, it, for That's example... That's supposed to be the, the crux of the movie it's not just what's going on it is how did you view this event how did you view this event and unless i'm completely missing here i i think that was intentional on the part of of ridley scott oh absolutely so there, there's that scene where um her and matt damon are dancing and she is talking crap on adam driver who is who is sitting up there watching her and she's like this is how to act charming and win people over and so She's like, even with a subtle smile, 
I can now win people over and make sure that our standing gets gets placed in a very positive light. Meanwhile, in his perspective, he thinks she's flirting with him because she is smiling at him. And that is the disconnect that they were trying to prove in this movie. So from the Hollywood reporter, I just want to kind of give you guys a little bit of an insight into that scene, right? The, the one scene that kind of like capsulates this movie in the bedroom. So, and Jody is actually talking about this. So this is how they shot it, right? Ridley does this. He wants these moments that are intense, that are emotional, physical, and violent. So what they did is they had multiple cameras rolling at the entire time. They blocked out the physicality for the night before the bedroom parts, then shot the corridor in one sequence and the bedroom as a standalone. So they didn't have to continue reliving this scene over and over again. Um, it was it was interesting how they shot it, um, how they did it. But again, I think there was this a lot of undercurrent here that was that is now being perceived differently than maybe they intended it to. I, maybe I again I'm I'm saying that from a perspective of I'm someone watching this movie I don't know what the intent is I only know what is being presented right and and the, without a doubt they intentionally showed multiple things different ways from different perspectives I know that's going on yep so um uncomfortable as hell oh my god yeah (laughs) i was i was just not i'm I'm not even trying to laugh like it it very anyone listening to this a thousand percent probably the most uncomfortable movie that i've directed anyone to go check out for the podcast like i i did not know this was going to be this heavy so are we going to soften this up for next week just to kind of overcompensate you know course correct I mean, Schindler's List. Let's go. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, Do we want to watch something in theaters or do we want to go to something at home? I think maybe something they can stream because I believe the week after or two weeks from now is uh, Mm -hmm. Eternals, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another Marvel movie that no one else is going to see except for me, probably. this, This week is Dune. Oh, that's right. I really want to go see that. So I'll let's save I'll, that for let's save that for further though. Let's stream okay. something this week. All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, I'm not doing the thing that I had in the list because I keep bringing up this movie bestsellers that I want to watch, but I feel like that's also very serious, and I just want to pick something else. So, um, so can I make a suggestion? Justin since, Bieber uh, documentary. I mean, I mean, it is Halloween. Oh, no, please don't make me watch a scary movie. Please don't make me watch a scary movie. Please don't make me watch a scary movie. No, absolutely not. No. We already did that. I'm saying, why don't we just do Hocus Pocus? No, we're not going to do a movie that everyone's seen 20 times. I'm going to watch it again. I have a suggestion. None of us even have to watch it to talk about the movie. Ryan has a suggestion. Hold on. Go ahead. I have a suggestion. I think... Because Bear didn't recognize Matt Damon in this movie, we should do a Matt Damon movie where Bear recognizes him. I'm going with The Martian as my suggestion for this movie. That's Matt Damon? I'm in. I am in. I love this movie so much. Also a Ridley Scott movie. Perfect. The Martian. I, I will watch it. that movie also. I don't care. I will watch it again. It's one of my favorite movies. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Great suggestion, Ryan. Looks like Matt Damon, too. <laughs> it does look like Matt Damon. The Martian is the movie that I think solidified Matt Damon over Leo DiCaprio for me. Whoa. 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 Save that for next week. Save that for next week. Yeah. 
Break your silence right Ooh. now. Let's go. Okay. Ooh. All right. I'll, I'll leave that. Let's go to the hot take. Hot take! I still miss you saying it. I don't care. I, d- I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Do you understand how much happier I, I am yes, now? Yes, I do. I do. Um, we will save it is... for in-person ones only, <laughs> and really only if people are just staring at me going, do it. Do this it. is specifically because... There was something posted on Barstool Sports about the best gas station snack bracket. And look. Like a March Madness style bracket? Yes, yes. And I'm I'm a little bit pissed off about this. Because while I understand why the Slurpee would be on there. Ooh, yeah. While I, I understand. That's not a snack. That's a drink. Oh, yeah, it Why, is. That's no, that's a snack. snack. It's a snack. It's a drink, Why, not a like, snack. Okay, let me let me run run through the list. Slurpee or icy, those count as the mm. same thing. Snyder's yeah. honey mustard pretzel pieces, a fountain mm. soda, a Gatorade, mm. Those, mm. peanut M&Ms, Ooh. roller dogs, and taquitos, which, by the way, you can't put those in the same category. No, those are separate. Chex Mix. What the hell? Drinks are not snacks. A pre-made sandwich, sunflower seeds. I don't advise the taquito, by the way, if you're on a long road trip, by the way. Unless you're going to Quick Trip. The most consistent taquitos in the land. Yeah. Brought to you by Quick Trip. Oh, dang. All right. But there's a bunch of stuff listed on here. But the thing that pisses me off is there's a section that says beef jerky. And it doesn't even narrow it down. And I'm sorry. Just meat snacks. No, absolutely not. How dare you shut your mouth? How dare I do you? love a good meat snack, you know? <laughs> Nothing better than a good meat snack. Okay, you said that on air, not me. <laughs> um, the Slim Jim. That's your pick? Is my pick. No, oh, For the best, it, it is handheld. It is in a. It, you open it and it's still in the wrapper. Doesn't get on your hands. You no. can drive and. But eat. you buy those at the grocery store. That's not a. That's not a gas station snack. That is a. That is a gas station snack, and it is elite. No, you buy that, that at the grocery store. That is my favorite gas. How dare you? That have is you, a gas station snack. Have you ever bought a snack. Slim Jim at the grocery store? No. It doesn't not matter one time. You can buy all sorts of stuff everywhere. That's not the point. The yeah, point okay, is, but there's specifically no, 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 no. People not buy one time. Slim Jims at the grocery store to snack at home. Not people buy Pringles stop. at the grocery store too, time but out. they also are time at the grocery out. store. Time out. This is my hot take. Not one time in my life have I ever walked in the grocery store and said, "You know what I need? A Slim Jim." You know what I bought? Just about every time I've been in a gas station when I'm driving on a road trip, a Slim Jim. Slim Jim, without a doubt. Does it have to be a Slim Jim, or can it be any brand of of cylindrical meat snack? What did I say? Cylindrical meat Slim snack. Slim Jim. Slim. It is a Slim Jim. Period. Oh yeah. All right. Snap into a Slim Jim. Oh yeah. Bones. I think you. I, I think you just combined Kool Aid and Slim Jim together. Uh no, I no. did not, sir. In fact, uh, what we are discussing is a macho man randy savage in his slim jim commercial but thanks according to our friends at thrillist.com jerky <laughs> is number two again that's my point it, you can't just go like any beef jerky you meats, have to you pick one pick one what's number one 
on the list. Is this what you're going Hay- with? Nope. Haley, what, what's nope. yours? Hmm. Mine is a southern favorite. So. Okay. Cajun boiled peanuts. Ooh. Get, get out of here. That's not a gas station. Ooh. Are you that kidding is, me? That you is only an get absolute... boiled peanuts get at the gas here. station. Get Hence why I'm saying a southern favorite because you go get, to the little pot of the is. crock pots that have yep. the peanuts cooking that they've never you, cleaned ever in their life it doesn't get, matter get you want to talk here. about fast that makes food it better crop? it makes it, it better matter get out because of here. i'm gonna go take my styrofoam cup and i'm gonna scoop me some cajun bowl peanuts right. in why my are you cup. talking like that hey yeah by the way put that directly against slim jim cajun bowl peanuts why are you talking i won't go to the gas station and buy a damn slim jim i'll go to the grocery store and get a pack of slim gems but i'm not I, gonna a take a pack that. of so what are they coming back in yeah, boxes they do. They do. what <laughs> yes i've oh, never yeah. ordered i've never once in my life bought a package of slim jim all right Just and everyone ahead. in the southern hemisphere is gonna vote for bowl peanuts because okay well put uh, we're gonna, we're, they're going up in round one that's round one are on they, this side what is your pick Josh? Are, are they gonna like you pandering by saying boiled peanuts because why, why are you talking like that or, whenever on the south? for the record for the I'm record, sorry, by the way, the southern peanuts. You want me to say it clearer? <laughs> That's better. Thank you. For the record, right. the southern hemisphere is South America, <laughs> Africa, and Australia. So I don't think the southern hemisphere is enjoying boiled peanuts. <laughs> the southern half. <laughs> Shout out to our listeners Smart in asses. Argentina. I literally <laughs> meant the southern everyone, half. Everyone, by Smart the way, asses, one, all of you. One quick message for everyone from uh, Australia. Hi, Gowan. Unbelievable. Well, <clears throat> I do love me a Slim Jim. I will never, under any circumstances, I have two rules. Never eat boiled peanuts from a gas station and never eat at a subway connected to a gas station either. <gasps> oh, you demon. I'm sorry. It's just, those what? are my rules. Those are my what? rules for travel. Everyone what? knows this about me. However, there is something on this list that I think is number one. You only eat them twice. Once is when you play baseball. The other is on a road trip. Get it, Josh. Get it, Josh. Get it. Get it. It is the only time I eat these. And it is sunflower it. seeds. And it is my number one. And it's the only time. I, will, I don't eat them ever anywhere else. But if I'm driving, some David sunflower seeds. Uh, ranch flavor too, right? You got to no. get the ranch flavor. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Dill Original. Pickle? Original. I, I, original. I've only eaten sunflower seeds at a baseball game. Oh, yeah. So. Only, only, two ever, places. only while playing baseball. In fact. Yeah. So we've got Slim Jims, boiled peanuts and sunflower seeds. Now, while I do love me some good sunflower seeds, and I'll tell you what, those Ranch David seeds have been in my truck multiple times on road trips. But for me, the number one gas station snack is not salty or meaty. Slim it's Jim. sweet. And sour. Sour. Sour worms are definitely the best go-to gas station snack, especially those little creepy crawlies you get that are just filled with sugar and yummy. You get the sour worms, you eat them on the road trip. Number one road trip snack. And then you combine that, by the way, with salts. You get like no, a Snickers. No, you get the no, salt. No, no, and then you get, no, no, And then you no, grab no, a handful no. of sunflower don't seeds. You do you don't this. do that. Don't do don't that, Don't you do this. We know you. We know what you do, Ryan. You try to walk the f- 
in the middle of the fence. <laughs> yeah, I cussed. I'm sorry. You try to like walk straight down the middle, straddle the line, wow. and make sure everybody loves you. Absolutely not. You're not PC in your way out of this one. To Look, be fair, you made you made your pick. You didn't even pick the best sour thing that you can get from a gas station, which is sour skittles. You picked gummy worms. Oh. I get oh. it. I get it. I'm I'm I don't agree with you, but I like this bracket. I think this bracket's gonna be good. So the deal is sour gummy worms. Are, are we going like brand David's? David original yeah, sunflower the David seeds. original sunflower seeds. Boiled peanuts, Bob, Bob whatever peanuts. the hell that is. And, <laughs> and Slim Jims. You guys make sure to go vote on this. This is getting serious over here. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to The Quad with Chris Young. Uh, as always, I'm Chris. We love you guys to death. Thank you so much from Ryan, Josh, and Haley. We love you. See you next week. And we're out! I didn't realize my take on sour worms and Snickers is what going to get you to drop an F-bomb on the podcast. I, I, I oh, didn't boy. to. I'm sorry. That was an accident. I just was, uh, I got a little hyped up. Do they sell Gardettos anywhere else other than a gas station, though? Because that's like the what only place that? that you would Ooh. buy it, right? <sighs> yeah. What is a Gardetto? Uh, it's, what? It's like uh, Chex Mix, but with the rye chips and the, you don't, what? Never heard of a Gardetto. I don't, I don't like a garden, yes. like flowers. By the way, I, I didn't even say what my second one would be. Cause I'm no, you can't you have know, a second. You can't I, have a second. I, I, look, I, this is just on, this is in the post of the this podcast. Is after, this is after. Yeah. Most people don't even listen at this point. The, they, they already checked the out. Suffix. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the suffix. Yeah. Uh, dude, salt and vinegar potato chips. Ooh. You just want to shred the inside of your mouth on a trip? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-mm.